You are listening to Your Community Spirit on Your Community Radio. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are counting down to the end of the world. The sun is going to be gone for a whole couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Could we handle it? Well, I do know that I've been hearing a lot about how we have so much solar on the grid, they are kind of freaking out to see whether <laughs> our grid will stay stable yeah. without solar power. Oh, they could handle it. Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> it's a good, you know, it's a good test, though, for just testing the fluctuations in the grid related to solar. Three days, one hour and two minutes until the first contact in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Three days, three hours, 18 minutes, and zero seconds to its here. Yeah, it was kind of exciting driving through downtown Carbondale today because, you know, they've been spending months doing the preparations, but I drove down today and it was all clear and they were putting the banners up. They've got a bunch of banners up on the street and uh, it just felt like the, they were all prepared for the eclipse. And it was still quiet, though, so the big rush isn't here just yet, but it felt like the calm before the storm. I don't know. I've been driving a lot across southern Illinois in the last couple of days going to uh, solar stuff, jobs and sites. And there are probably three times as many people on the roads than usual. Yeah. I've and noticed it. I didn't notice it on the morning drive, but there have been a couple times in the past day or two where it's like, yeah, there are more cars here. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's already and, starting. And every little town has like a little party planned. So it's yeah. kind of fun, just exciting for our region, period. People have been saying that we're the center of the universe. <laughs> well, at least we're the center of the U.S. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> it's like in bad news. Today's the last day. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources public comment period for the first fracking well in Illinois. IDNR has opened the second comment period following the August 2nd public hearing on Woolsey's application for the first frack well. It, it's it's kind of funny because you were saying there's a uh, sci-fi TV show that fracks a cuss word. <laughs> yeah. So it's here like, it's like the first frack well, and I'm allowed to say that on the radio. Yeah. Well, my theory on that is that because of all the harm caused by fracking in the <laughs> 21st century, that in the future it became a bad word, you know. But, I mean, they put that show together way before fracking was did, considered yeah. bad. Well, sci-fi is often very prescient, you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> they knew it was coming. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's the bad, the bad news is that this permit exists, well, the permit application exists, and you just jinxed it. <laughs> now it yeah. exists. No. So <laughs> the good news is that there's still one more day left to comment on this. And the comments have to specifically be about the testimony that was given at this August 2nd hearing. So if, if you go to don'tfractureillinois.net, they've got some information on what was said at that hearing so you can make an informed comment. Because at th- this point in the commenting, it's not just saying, oh, I don't like fracking. You have to say, here's some evidence about the seismic data. Here's some evidence about the water quality. It's got to be that sort of detail. And uh, they have the contact information for that on there, too. Uh, it's kind of long to read on the air. dnr.hfpubliccomments at illinois.gov is the email address for that. And you've got to do the reference number hvhhf dash one. Nice. It's the first one. Yeah, you know. it's the first one. Are they expecting that many thousands? Of <laughs> that kind of worries me. <laughs> yeah, just like. So, 
Um, it might be cool now, but did you realize that July was the hottest month on record? Our planet has never in recorded history been warmer than it was last month, according to data released by NASA on Tuesday. Yes, you've heard some version of that story before. It's kind of hard for us to have a, a show about you know, environmentalism and climate change and constantly bring doom and gloom to people. <laughs> it's just like yeah. you just start quit listening. Um, at this point, um, we do have the end of the world happening with the solar apocalypse. Yeah. But um, well, one of the things that's interesting to me about this record is that you know, last year it was during El Nino that we were breaking records, but now it's La Nina, like we're, you know, the seasonal cycles are working against it being a record-breaking year. Yeah, I mean, La Nina tends to temporarily cool the planet. Yeah. La Nina, um, yet we wound up with a record anyway. That's yeah. shocking, as well as the compelling evidence that climate change is actually picking up speed. I guess it's kind of hard to talk about now when we have an unusually cool temperature. Yeah. Well, especially, but, you know, we happen to, in southern Illinois, we've had some cooler weather for a little while. But it's always good to look at the broader yeah. trends. That's part of what, why this story caught my eye. Is I, you know, for a moment, I almost forgot just how much warming is going on in the world because we happen to be a little cool. And when we're talking broader trends, they actually used measurements collected from about 6,300 land and ocean-based weather stations around the world. And NASA scientists calculated the planet's average temperature during July was about 2.25 degrees Celsius, which is 4.05 degrees Fahrenheit, warmer than the long-term annual average. Such a warm month during the peak of the Northern Hemisphere's summer created a cascade of extreme weather conditions. Now, it was interesting. Locally, we had, in July, a drought and a flood. Yeah. I mean, like, they actually, you know, it was that extreme. Yeah. And that's part of why you have to look at the uh, intensity of weather events. It's not just how much rainfall you get. Because if you get... The same amount of rainfall, but it's turned into a drought and a flood, that doesn't really help your agriculture, or it harms your agriculture. This is climate change in action. Rising temperatures are the best predicted consequences of more greenhouse gas emissions. A recent study showed that 82% of locally record hot days can be linked to climate change, but on the bigger planetary scale, the evidence is even clearer. The most recent global assessment of climate science said that human-caused warming is now unequivocal. All this evidence that our relationship with the planet is entering a new and dangerous phase. The good news is, because we're causing the shift, there are still things we can do to change. First thing in a 12-step program is admitting there's a problem. Yeah. Once you admit you have a problem, you can start taking action on it. So... We're quickly leaving that cozy climate that gave rise to human civilization yeah. behind. It's kind of like uh, a lot of things in life. You don't realize how good it is until they're gone. <laughs> if we suddenly find ourselves in a climate that is hostile to our existence, we will say, you know, why did we have to burn all those fossil fuels? Why didn't we just not do that? It was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. It was easy. It worked for 100 years, and we didn't know. 
Who are you calling cheap and easy? <laughs> yeah, the fossil fuel industry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in other news, states are using social costs of carbon in energy decisions despite Trump's views. The social cost of carbon was an arcane but important tool in the federal climate toolbox until President Donald Trump targeted it in his sweeping March 17, 2017 executive order to weaken climate actions. Now states are taking up the metric. Policymakers and regulators in several states, including New York, Minnesota, Illinois, an another reference to Illinois in a positive light, so it's remarkable that happens occasionally. <laughs> um, read that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Policymakers and regulators in several states, including New York, Minnesota, Illinois, and Colorado, are using the social cost of carbon to measure and reduce CO2 impacts from their power grids. Some are using it to compensate rooftop solar panel owners who feed low-carbon power into the grid. Others are using it to incentivize, well, nuclear power and renewable energy. Their efforts aimed at reducing planet warming greenhouse gas emissions come as Congress and the Trump administration try to restrict its use. Quote, it's been striking to see the progress on this front, even as the Trump administration has tried to undermine the use of a social cost of carbon, said Rachel Cletus, chief economist and manager of the climate program at the Union of Concerned Scientists. Put simply, the social cost of carbon is a dollar estimate of the future damages from droughts, sea level rise, heat waves, and other climate impacts wrought by each ton of carbon dioxide released to the atmosphere. Climate change caused by planet warming CO2 emitted by fossil fuel power plants will diminish ecosystems, damage infrastructure, and harm people's health. But until there is a price on carbon, most of these costs will not be paid by power generators or passed on to their consumers. Instead, they will be borne by the environment and the public. And that's a very important calculation to make because if there's, if there's no sort of accounting for this cost in the market and in regulation, then you have to sort of estimate how much harm is being done, how is that going to damage our economy. It makes a lot of sense, which is why the Trump administration rejected it. Well, it makes sense, and then it also makes dollars. Dollars and cents, so, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's even setting aside environment, even just from a purely economic standpoint, you do want to try to analyze, you know, what the cost of things are, like what, what is costing your society things, how to respond to that cost. If you're going to analyze, like, how efficient other programs are, then why not an analyze what the cost is of fossil fuels on our society? And they're doing that in some places. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Solar Man. Da, da, da. I've never met Solar Man. <laughs> I'm sure he's out there somewhere. Uh, I heard he's going to take a two and a half minute nap on Monday. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> wind and solar power are literally, that's a literal, literally, literally saving lives. The increasing presence of wind and solar in the United States help prevent the premature deaths of up to 12,700 people between 2007 and 2015, according to a new study from Nature Energy. How's that? Well, with the rise of clean energy, there's a reduced risk of exposure to harmful emissions from fossil fuel burning power plants like the class of sooty airborne particulate known as PM2.5. Uh, Very fancy name. <laughs> it's like, which has been found to damage lungs. 
usually they come up with some kind of really hard name to say when it's something bad. Mm-hmm. So nobody has the cap- capability of actually saying it. Yeah. But PM 2.5, I mean, that means there's like, what, at least two other versions of it. <laughs> it's just like they're like, this one's not bad enough. Let's create a worse one. Yeah, and it just rolls off the tongue, too. But solar and wind can't take all the credit, although they want to. I mean, I'm sure they're out there saying, yeah, we're taking all the credit for all this. Yeah. Increased regulations and shifting markets help, too. The study authors report that sulfur dioxide emissions fell from about 10 million tons in 2007 to 2.7 million tons in 2015 after coal plants were required to complete retrofits to meet air quality standards. So that's one more piece of evidence that wind and solar really do save the day. (laughs) That was kind of fun. So that's amazing that all this time, all they had to do is retrofit the coal plants to save people's lives. But they didn't want to because, of course, that costs more money. So there, there is no value put on people's lives. Yeah, so then once the value is put on it economically. It's <laughs> just like, yeah, so... Do you happen to have a bad poem? Because today happens to be Bad Poetry Day. Also coming up, Aviation Day, National Honey Bee Awareness Day, National Potato Day. What do you do on National Potato Day? Sunday is National Radio Day and also World Mosquito Day. Monday, it's actually mentioned here, solar eclipse. It's like it's happening all over the U.S. or something. Also, National Spumoni Day. Tuesday is Be an Angel Day. National Tooth Fairy Day. And Ride the Wind Day is coming up. August happens to be Admit Your Happy Month, also Family Fun Month. And we just finished International Clown Week. I'm glad that's over. I don't know why. National Catfish Month and Peach Month and National Picnic Month. Yeah, there's still time to celebrate Peach Month here in Southern Illinois. Lots of good local peaches. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, and plenty of time to do picnics. Yeah. It's like nice, fun weather. First thing on our happenings list, did you know that there's a solar eclipse coming in three days, three hours, three minutes, and 39 seconds? Well, it's actually, that's the totality. It's actually three hours long, an hour and a half as it gets darker, and an hour and a half as it gets lighter. Did you know that here in Carbondale, we have six different parties Six different events. Maybe seven if you count Comic-Con. I was trying to come up with all of them. The Eclipse 2017 at SIU Carbondale starts today. The total solar eclipse of 2017, the first total solar eclipse in the continental U.S. since 1979, 
will reach its point of greatest duration just a few miles from Carbondale. The view from SIU should be spectacular with the campus hosting a wide variety of events for visitors on the weekend and the day of the eclipse. Saluki Stadium is the focal point of the eclipse observation event where the public is invited to a guided eclipse experience emceed by Matt Coplin of the Planetary Radio. Guests will see the eclipse happening live overhead while watching and participating in a variety of edutainment activities developed in conjunction with partners including NASA, the Adler Planetarium, the Louisiana Space Consortium, the Science Center of Southern Illinois, and other related groups. Visitors will be able to see live coverage of the eclipse across America through the eyes of NASA, anchored by NASA Edge from the campus of SIU Carbondale. Additional events on campus will include scientific talks leading up to the eclipse, the Crass, Crosswoods, excuse me, the Crossroads Festival. Hey, that's a good name. We've been calling Carbondale like the center of the universe, and I, I guess Crossroads is even better because we're going to have the eclipse cross us twice this Monday and then again in, what, seven years? The Crosswoods Festival, Food, Carnival, Entertainment in Lot 18, August 18th through the 21st. The Crossroads Comic Con in the Student Center, 19th and the 20th. The Crossroads Astronomy Science and Technological Expo in the SIU Arena. I'll be there with some uh, solar-powered stuff. The Crossroads Arts and Crafts Fair additional open viewing areas, and much more. For more information, see eclipse.siu.edu and the discussion section of it. Tickets for the stadium event are required, but the rest of them are free and open to the public. Additional information on NASA's Eclipse 2017 is, of course, eclipse2017.nasa.gov. So... Yeah, I think it's interesting we're going to have the Comic-Con. I've never actually been to one. Um, that'll be at the Student Center. There's a costume competition with cash prizes and trophies, gaming zone for board and video gamers, and that'll be the 19th and 20th at the SIU Student Center. Fresh Fitness. Every Saturday at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Turley Park. The City of Carbondale and the Carbondale Park District are excited to announce that fresh fitness classes will continue to be offered through the fall. Classes will be taught by SIU Fitness Department instructors Tori and Kelsey every Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. at Lennis Turley Park in August and September. Experience is not necessary, but please wear comfortable clothes and bring a water bottle, towel, and or yoga mat. A cash donation is suggested. If you have questions or would like more information, please contact Carbondale Public Relations Officer Amy Fox at 559-1939. The 6th Fuller Future Festival Eclipse Weekend Events Saturday from 9 until 4 at the Varsity Center for the Arts in Carbondale on the Balcony Stage. There is a full 
Fuller Future Festival Eclipse event at the Varsity Center for the Arts from 4 to 9.30 p.m. on Saturday. Have you stopped by Cristados for the Solar Dale Collective Art Show? Very fun and interesting art set up at Cristados. As part of the Buckminster Fuller, there's the Museum of Livery at the Varsity Center. Up now through September 3rd, the Buckminster Fuller Artifact Exhibit, the Museum of Livery at the Varsity Center. For more information, see fullerfuturefest.com. Did you know that as part of the six or seven big events, there's actually a family fun zone located at the Town Square Pavilion? That's right. The 19th through the 21st is where families create Carbondale Eclipse memory. The Diami Family Center Midway offers a 20-foot water slide, bouncy house, kids' crafts, and science-based activities, county fair-style games, face painting, souvenirs, and much more to delight, delight all ages. Enjoy free live music by great local musicians while eating some of the best food fair food anywhere. The Family Fun Zone is a short walk north of the Carbondale Eclipse Marketplace and Shadow Fest and is host to a misting station, information booth, and plenty of porta potties. Actually, if you want to swing by what I would call Poop Central, there is like so many porta potties downtown clustered. Um, I don't want to give a business name because I don't want people to think that all the poop is right next to this certain business but downtown i didn't even count how many but i'd say there's at least 30 porta potties in a nice they basically closed down a whole block and put porta potties so mark that because you're going to need that with so many different events the carbondale eclipse marketplace shadow fest the carbondale town square pavilion family fun zone are just three of the downtown events. Carbondale will go dark. Will you be there to see it? On August 21st, Carbondale and surrounding areas will witness a total solar eclipse of the heartland. Carbondale Tourism, Carbondale Main Street, Diamelli Family Center, City of Carbondale, and SIU have joined forces to create several spectacular events to host you and your family for this moment of a lifetime. There are three main events, like I said, that are free to attend. Again, Carbondale Eclipse Marketplace, Carbondale Eclipse Family Fun Zone, and Shadow Fest. CarbondaleEclipse.com. Yep, it's amazing um, how many people are already in town. Now, if you're getting around town, I would recommend trying not to drive. Um, there, of course, is the Saluki Express will be running. And, of course, there is taxis and Uber in the area. Um, if you have bicycle, I recommend riding your bicycle around. 
but at least the three downtown events are all very close within walking distance of each other. And um, remember to not look at the sun. You don't need eclipse glasses for the totality when it's dark. You need it when you look at the sun. And so get your eclipse glasses and put them on and I guess go out and look at the sun right now. Some other happenings after the eclipse. I hope people have a chance to rest up a little bit. Coming up. I'm not sure that's right. Or I, I think you need the glasses when you're looking at the eclipse at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I could fact, be wrong. I, in fact, I don't think you can look at the sun just proper like right now with them. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I could be totally wrong. Folks, you might need to check on that before you go blind. <laughs> Just like. Don't trust us. We're DJs. We're always <laughs> indoors. <laughs> it's just like, but basically, if you're looking at the sun, use the what glasses. What is the sun you keep talking about? <laughs> just like, so, um, man, I I would hate to be wrong, but yeah. it's very very okay. So it's bright. It's really bright. <laughs> just like, um, the sun is still there. Luckily. After the eclipse, continue the conversation. Each week, a group of Southern Illinois residents meets on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. for continuing the conversation. The purpose is to bring together an interracial community, listening respectfully to each other's life stories. With weekly meetings, They saw strangers become like-minded comrades in arms and built a community that has strengthened our understanding and compassion for each other. That's every Tuesday, 7 to 9 p.m. at the Newman Center. Also on the calendar, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. at Guy House, game night. In this high-tech world, sometimes it's good to slow down a bit. Playing games does exactly that. Come to Guy House on Wednesday nights to exercise your mind, visit with friends, and make new friends. It'll be a splendid time. Game night participants learn and play games from around the world, from family games to card games to complex strategy games. Members decide what we play. If you would like your happening to happen, send us an email, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and we will mention it on the radio right here on Your Community Spirit. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And this has been Bedelia in the background talking. <laughs> she's like, she's like. <laughs> yeah, she's pointing to herself. Bedelia, she wants to be on the air too. The totality of the solar eclipse is three days, two hours, 51 minutes, and 51 seconds from now. I hope you're not too overwhelmed. I will almost. The excitement is so overwhelming that I almost want it to be over with. <laughs> Just like so the eclipse actually begins at eleven fifty two. Then totality is at one twenty. And then the eclipse ends at two forty seven. So there you go. Almost three hours of a great event. People are coming from all over the world to our town. Open up your minds, hearts, and welcome them here. We are the center of the universe right here at the crossroads of 
Carbondale, Crossroads of America, Carbondale, Illinois, soon to be known as Solardale. Thank you for listening to Your Community Spirit. Guess what? What's the date? We have been on the air for 18 years, this radio show. We started in the beginning of August. So here we are. 18 years later, you are still listening to Your Community Spirit. Thank you. Have a good day and stay energized.